Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Kevin Davis, author and founder of Top Line Leadership, Inc. in the Reno-Lake Tahoe area. Kevin works for B2B sales organizations to improve their effectiveness of salespeople and sales managers. Kevin's approach are described in his two most recent books, Slow Down, Sell Faster, and The Sales Manager's Guide to Greatness. Both of Kevin's programs are available as engaging online learning experiences. Kevin utilizes a digital learning platform to deliver his programs, a little bit at a time and over time. This spaced learning approach is proven to result in six times better long-term retention versus the traditional event-based training. Kevin's Slow Down, Sell Faster sales training program is a two-part method for getting inside your customer's head, selling value so that your customer buys faster. Kevin's clients include industry leaders such as Thermo Fisher Scientific, Comcast Business, Stanley Black & Decker, and YRC Worldwide, as well as many mid-sized growth-level organizations. The focus of this week's podcast is on Kevin's book and online sales training program, Slow Down, Sell Faster. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to be here, Ian. Thanks. I, I know you're very busy. you got a lot, a lot of plates that you're spinning, so I want to thank you on behalf of all of our listeners for... Uh, taking the time to, to drop some pearls of wisdom uh, for everyone out there in the world of sales today. So you, you've written a, a number of books, Kevin, and programs, online learning, very intriguing stuff. Tell, tell me and the, the listeners a little bit about your journey to authoring three sales books. Well, I started out right at my first job out of college. I was in sales for Lanier, which is today part of Rico Corporation and the uh, was a salesperson there, worked my way up into sales management, and my last role there was as a general manager in Southern California, where I hired and trained uh, over 200 salespeople. Um, and I uh, left and started my own firm, and here we are all those years later. Uh, but it really just comes down to the fact that uh, what really got me into this was I went out to a uh, look for a new idea for a sales meeting that I was responsible for delivering uh, to my office equipment salespeople at Lear. And I stopped by a bookstore and picked up a copy of a book called Why People Buy. And what really struck me uh, that moment was that here I had been through uh, a myriad of sales training 
events over the previous 10 years of my career, and nobody had ever provided in-depth explanation of the buying process. And it just struck me that understanding buying is where selling should start. And so ultimately uh, that was the catalyst that led me to, uh, to go out on my own and uh, to build top line leadership and uh, eventually to author the three books that I have. That's fantastic. Kevin, congratulations. Anyone that goes out on their own deserves an honor of bravery, <laughs> an award for bravery. And so, and you've made a huge dent in the sales uh, universe, Kevin. So congratulations on, on all of your experience and great success. Now, the world's a changing place as we know it today, right? There's a lot of things going on. What's going on in the sales world that impacts sales training, Kevin? So in the sales world, obviously, uh, as, uh, the pandemic has speeded the virtual uh, sales methodology. I mean, salespeople have to deliver their presentations or at least a portion of their interactions with customers virtually. And so by default, sales training is impacted as well. And uh, that has caused us to really look at, at, at transforming our curriculum from the traditional uh, two-day event type training into uh, a digital learning delivery that enables salespeople and sales managers, depending on who the audience is, to, to really uh, learn virtually in an engaging way uh, without disrupting their current priorities and, um, and, and sales objectives. So, uh, you know, the goal is uh, if, you, if you've got 10 minutes a day uh, over the next 10 weeks, um, that's, that's what you need. And you can keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, and really, it's, a, I think, a better way to learn because, uh, you know, it's just been proven through research that people retain more. And if you don't remember uh, what you learn, you're not going to use it. And you lose it. Makes so much sense. And, and, you know, you and I are in similar fields in terms of, of training and the cost of putting on a, a, an event-based training program. You're right. They're typically two days. So you've got, uh, apart from what you're paying the facilitator, um, you are paying to, to, to fly all of your troops in, all of your salespeople into a, a place. You're renting a place. You're renting hotel rooms. You're feeding them. You're entertaining them. Um, and uh, the bigger cost than all that is the travel day before, the travel day after. And the, so you're pretty much writing off a sales week um, which is very disruptive in the world of selling in terms of we only have 52 weeks to sell. We give up one of them just to get trained. So I love the concept of 10 minutes a day for 10 weeks. And, and like yourself, I've attended a lot of two-day seminars. Often it feels like drinking from yeah. the fire hose, right? There's so much at once to, to consume and understand and prioritize. How is your online sales training program different than some of those training programs I've attended through, through my career? Well, I, I've talked to, you know, a lot of sales professionals who have attended my program before they come. And it's like the, the, the uh, in-person version, the old version. 
And it was like, uh, hey, what do you want to get out of this training? And over and over again, I would hear somebody tell me, you know, if I can go to a two-day training and get two or three ideas that I can use and still be using six months later, uh, then I'm happy. Uh, And when you think about that comment, it's really sad because the truth is there were 35 or 40 good ideas that that salesperson should still be using, but they forgot them. And this is research that was done many years ago. Uh, It's called the Ebbinghaus Forgetting Curve. And it says that when you drink from the fire hose, like at those two-day training events, that you're going to forget uh, within two hours of that event's ending, you're going to forget over half of it. And within 30 days, 90% is gone. And that's the problem. Um, So our approach is to take a two-day program, cut it up into a series of short, you know, eight to 10-minute engaging videos with individual exercises and distribute them a little bit over time at a time. It's much easier for a sales professional to master a 10-minute video than a two-day training. And it's really no more difficult to understand than that. And all we're doing is we're saying, let's get at it a little bit at a day over time, and uh, and we can really make a difference. Makes so much sense. Like, take the trickle effect or the, the walk, not sprint effect. Like, do it longer term, and you can behavioralize more of it as you go. Instead of coming out of the blocks, trying well, to get yeah, all and, right and, 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 Yeah, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ian, but... You know, what's, what I, what's involved, of course, is it's not just self-paced, but we get together every week or two on what I call a master class. It's a one-hour webinar where we bring the participants together for the work for a company, and we talk about what their learnings have been and what experiences they've had implementing the most important ideas for them over the previous week or two. So... The, the, the nature of the conversation, you know, the old school method of a two-day seminar, you were teaching people and then they would go out and travel back and have to figure out how to apply it. This way, they get it a little bit out of time over time. And so what I'm finding is on these masterclass webinars, salespeople are, are able to say, hey, I learned this idea last week and I implemented it yesterday and here's what happened. And so it makes it more experiential and it really serves as a forum for uh, a team of salespeople to share their best practices with each other, learn from their peers. And essentially what I do is just enable that great conversation to happen. It's, it's a brilliant concept because it's, it's got a rapid learning uh, philosophy going on. You, you learned it one week, you, you got a week to master it. Then your master class, bringing the team together, there's leveraged learning going on. People go, oh, that's what that means. Okay, I'll try it. This. So you're, they're helping each other. That's a brilliant concept you're onto with this, Kevin. Absolutely. So in the well, your programs, you. in one of your books, um, what does slow down, sell faster, 
truly mean, Kevin? What do you mean by that? So according to Gartner and a number of different research firms, Ian, as much as 60% of the buying process is completed by a customer before they uh, reach out uh, and agree to meet with a salesperson. And, but that just because so much of that buying process has happened doesn't mean it's happened well. Any one of your listeners now should ask themselves, have you ever met with a customer and had a prospect and had a great first meeting and then nothing happened after it? And that is probably an example of a decision maker who was, you know, halfway through their buying process, was willing to finally meet with a salesperson. They pick your brain, they ask you a bunch of questions, but ultimately they pretty quickly go to some type of quotation and, uh, and then they go away. Why? Because the urgency of the need, they didn't really do a good job of their own buying process. So the salesperson needs to back that customer up. Hence, slow down. Go back and understand, you know, what is your number one goal? What are you trying to accomplish? But ultimately, what were the triggers that caused you to start looking at this and then, and then delve into that. It's the need behind the need. We've got to broaden the urgency or, or intensify the urgency, broaden the number of needs that the customer recognizes. And ultimately, whoever that person is that the salesperson's meeting with, you know, typically has another four or five people that they have to sell to. And so, how, you know, and how are we getting that message to them and developing that message that helps them to become a more effective salesperson to other decision makers whom we may never meet? Um, so that's slow down. It's having the awareness that we need to back the customer up, understand the earlier phases of their buying decision and build, um, really truly understand the needs intensify the needs, define the value of the needs to the customer so that they become more persuasive in interacting with other decision makers. And ultimately, you know, uh, you know it leads to another meeting and, and hopefully a series of conversations that culminates in a sale. Love what you said, uh, Kevin, there. And every salesperson listening, all of us included, have we know what it's like when a prospect goes dark and worse than that if it's on your forecast when they're whether it stop talking to you there's a reason uh and I, what you said uh, get, get to the need behind the need oh i really like that that should be a t-shirt that is a fabulous a fabulous set of words and the meaning behind it um and, and you talk a lot about the buying process uh, and you know, most sales people are just concerned with the sales process but there's a buying process there's they're, they're, they're going on at the same time. Why would a company want to align their sales process with the customer's buying process, Kevin? Well, one reason, Ian, is to, to really help salespeople and sales managers better understand why we win and why we lose. When we go in and we're focused on our sales process, then the next thing that we think about is what we need to do next. <laughs> well, I'm suggesting that the next thing should happen is that what does the customer need to do next? What are those milestones 
that the customer needs, the actions the customer needs to take in their buying process as they move forward. And if we align our sales management thinking there, if we align our sales thinking there, then if something doesn't work, the customer doesn't take that next action, we know it right away and we can do something about it. Sales managers can get involved sooner. Salespeople get the feedback from customers. You know, otherwise we just think we're selling and we're selling in a vacuum. And we get to the end of uh, uh, the deal, we forecast the deal to close and it doesn't close and our manager's saying, hey, what, what's the problem? And, and we don't know. So, so to me, Understanding the buying process is absolutely essential. And one of the benefits when you make this leap is, and, and I would just ask anybody listening, I mean, when you open up your CRM, what, what are the labels that you have put in there? Are they sales oriented or buying process oriented? Because ultimately those are the steps that your salespeople will think about. And when we don't put the buyer's actions in our process, um, it also has a negative impact because our sales forecasts are inaccurate. And uh, I mean, to me, the word sales forecast is a misnomer. It really should be labeled the buying forecast because that's what it is. And let's, when we align to, you know, milestones of buyer behavior as they move through their decision-making process, then not only do our salespeople plan better sales calls and be more focused on customer actions and outcomes and what needs to happen next, but we get better quality feedback. You know, for the manager is not, hey, where are we at with that XYZ account that you've got forecast? No, a better question is what actions has the XYZ company taken thus far, which led you to forecast them to close by the end of the quarter, you know, it's those customer actions that will actually qualify an opportunity in your pipeline. So wonderfully said, nothing happens until somebody buys something and we should be better aligned <laughs> with that buying process. And I suspect each company goes about it a bit differently. So there needs to be some listening, some flexibility, some and good questioning. You're still going to need those great relationships and trust to move in alignment with it. But putting our brain on the other side of the desk more, I think, has tremendous value. You truly, truly underscored it, Kevin. You've created, I'm sure, some well, when you, real injuries. Go ahead, Kevin. Go, go ahead. Please do. No, no. I was just going to say that when when a salesperson really understands the buying process then their question that they ask is a question that the customer is probably thinking about themselves. And when we ask questions that, that help the customer buy, we become and are perceived as more professional, more consultative, more empathetic. And so you're right, Ian, it's, it's moving around to their side of the desk Asking them questions that are connected to their buying process. And that, uh, I think that's where it's at. That definitely. And then certainly it aligns a common language as well. If the questions are now tailored to the other side of the desk, uh, I think rapport and trust will, will get manufactured quicker as well. Instead of, oh, here's another commission breeding salesperson. 
coming at me. It's someone that understands my world and is talking my language. Oh, that's that's so so true. Okay, I'm sure your programs, your books, and, and, and even getting a whole how can our listeners, and I'm sure there's many today that are intrigued by what you've shared, how can our listeners reach out to get a hold of you, Kevin? Well, you can certainly visit our website, uh, toplineleadership.com. Uh, certainly my books, uh, Slow Down So Faster, and The Sales Manager's Guide to Greatness are available on Amazon, as well as uh, check me, you know, send me an invite via LinkedIn. My middle uh, initial is F, and uh, that's Kevin, F is in Frank Davis. And uh, so just... Uh, Drop me an invite. We'll get connected and uh, and share ideas. I'm uh, very active on the LinkedIn community and uh, share a lot of ideas, infographics uh, designed to you know help help salespeople take a step back and and rethink what we do. And 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 that's so much of what this is about. Ian is we we just you know, salespeople who are so focused on moving forward, and that's awesome. But we every now and then need to take a step back. Uh, and rethink what we do and how we're doing it. And so ultimately, I see my role is to provoke thought, whether that's a, a posting on LinkedIn tomorrow or whether that's a, uh, whether that's an online course. Ultimately, my goal is to help salespeople and sales managers um, get more performance out of themselves without working harder. <laughs> right, right. It's so refreshing, Kevin. Totally. Once again, my guest this week, folks, has been Kevin Davis, author and founder of Topline Leadership in the Reno Lake Tahoe area. Kevin, on behalf of all our listeners today, I'd like to thank you very much, sir, for taking the time and sharing uh, your, your, your wisdom and experience and success with us today, Kevin. Thanks so much, Ian. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.